0: XSHAFED who's what's going on, your YouTube, and welcome back to Seated with Malum, a podcast by a South African boy called Tata That's me, and it's my first body of work and that is just based off of my life experiences, what I've done, what I'm getting up to, and what I've pretty much experienced and suffered through uh, in the past 25 years of my life. Uh, if you guys don't know me, I'm Tata Rampedi. I've got a YouTube channel called Tata Rampedi. We're watching this right now a whole bunch of shows, reality shows, speed dating shows. I'm a vlogger. I create short form content. Check me out on TikTok. I'll be hitting the renegade. Uh TT the barber. I'll be hitting all of them. Bless. You get me. So check me out on TikTok. I'm really excited for you guys to check uh, on my other platforms and just check my journey as a podcaster because this is my first podcast, like I said. But before we get started, shout out to the Innovation Campus. Uh, they empower youth by giving them work experience and teaching them how to develop software solutions. Big shout out to the empire partner foundation studio where we're shooting right now because uh they literally let me use the space (laughs) so i i really appreciate them and you can check out their website and the youtube link in my description box down below but today we're speaking about my life experience in high school so if you guys don't know i went to an all-boys school in a very suburban era when i say the school name the school is called and i was probably the only black guy in my class my homeroom class for about three years, which is why I kind of used to sound like this, Check, period. like, you know, uh, if I wasn't uh, part of, like, you know, Pretoria, I was going to be like, oh, XA Shafiq, I was going to be like, what's up, James? welcome back. But no, Pretoria fixed me. Shout out to PTA. So I'm going to be speaking to you guys about, like, you know, my whole high school experience, my first couple of weeks there, just being bullied, how I was with girls back in the day, how I became musical, how I found my creative side, because I feel like I found my creative side in my high school I uh, experience That's what we're talking about today. But in the previous episode, we spoke about my transition from Limpopo to Gauteng, and that that episode pretty much touched on social anxiety. And I just want to say, shout out to everyone for commenting and engaging. I really appreciated you guys. You guys liked, you guys commented, you guys subscribed. The subscribership went up, and you guys made us train on the plat on the podcasting platforms. So a big shout out to you because Apple Podcasts. I think we were top thirty. We got to number 22, which is huge because this podcast is not a part of Monimous Mike. It's its own separate entity. So that is massive for me. I was just there like, damn, you guys really, really supporting the boy. And I really appreciate it. Uh, Some comments I really enjoyed from YouTube. One of them is from Noka. She says, as a person struggling with social anxiety since always, I relate so much with the first episode of Seated. I thought my social anxiety will kind of fade out as I grow. But here I am between three years on earth and I'm still struggling with it. Noka, I'm going to take a sip of water for you. And I'm going to say, me too. Listen, I've been doing a lot of things the past couple of weeks. I'm actually sober. So I don't drink alcohol anymore, which has been a crazy journey. I think it's been about three weeks. And in that, I've been discovering all of my insecurities and I've been experiencing them at a high level. usually know social anxiety, you take a couple of shots of tequila and you feel fine again. So I think last week I was bowling, bro, and I was so overwhelmed. I literally got into a space and I could hear a conversation there, hear a conversation here everyone was talking I was just like damn this is a lot going on and you guys are literally just like overwhelming me but what, I, what did I do I made sure to just grab one person and speak to them I was like hey what's up my name is Tato how are you doing you know Joel come to bowling it's a pleasure to meet you and I did the advice that I said you guys are gonna you should do from Mr. Mike so from Mike I said guys next time you go out go and greet someone speak to someone and have an actual encounter with someone because you'll be surprised what they can do compliment someone so I did exactly that and yeah man I was able to make a friend i got less anxious i focused on one person not everyone around me and i had a really really good time uh yeah guys i don't club anymore also like that like, i go to the club but like i don't drink at the club which is crazy but today we're speaking about my transition from primary school to high school being a black boy in a very very white high school being a black boy around a whole bunch of white girls and trying to get girls this is being a black boy and this is for the guys and for the because i know a lot of people went through something like this so i really hope you guys enjoy this episode and listen to the whole thing because you yeah, it's gonna be be really cool. So for some reason, my dad thought I was a genius, or maybe he thought I had the potential to be a genius. So when I was going from primary school to high school, we were applying to the most prestigious schools in South Africa. Uh, all the boys' schools I applied for, I remember I applied for some uh, some Greek school. I think it's called Saheti, and they made me write like an exam in grade seven to go to the school. They didn't care about my mark. They wanted me to write an exam to their standard. And yar, that was the first time I actually failed in life because I went to said so, hey, T, wrote the exam. I was like, yeah, I failed. Obviously, I couldn't tell my dad that I failed. And then got my marks back, and they were like, yeah, sorry, man. You can't come here. And that made it so much easier for me to apply for university and stuff because I had tasted failure, which is why I'm an, an, I'm an advocate of failure. But, yeah, everyone was speaking about which high school they are going to go to, and only a select few mentioned those these prestigious schools I wanted to go to because, like, like I said, my primary school was very, very chosen, like a government school, and it had a, a whole like variety of different types of people. You had the rich kids, you had the Europeans, you had the people that were like, you know, humble, the people that were not humble, people that were living middle class, low class, upper class, everybody was there. So we were all applying to different places. But my dad, like I said, guys, he's a genius. The man, the man went to Harvard. He insisted uh, on me applying for the most prestigious uh, high schools. But one thing he did not want me to do was go to an all boys school. He was like, nah, my boys not going to an all boys school. And I didn't know why, I still don't know why he was saying to me going to a boys school. I think he just wanted me to really experience, like, a real representation of real life. Because in real life, you don't go and live life every day and just see boys. You see girls, too. So I think he wanted me to obviously have those social skills with girls and obviously be able to interact with women as well. But little do you know that you know, <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> that was coming. But I finally got into this one, And it's like I said, when I was ecstatic. Growing up, my parents weren't really into the whole congratulations thing, so... As much as I was applying to all these high schools, they were just they're like, oh, wait, you got in? Cool. Next step, school uniform. And I was just there, like, yo, guys, come and really be happy for two seconds. Like, I got into the school, it's prestigious. And they were like, nah, bro, everyone's doing it. You don't celebrate these small things uh, in life. In life, you celebrate the big things. And, like, I never really got that, man. Like, this whole thing of having to celebrate, not celebrate. Like, and it, it really messed me up now because, like, now, like, I'll do things, like, for example, as part of the YouTube Black like, Voices class of 2021. That wasn't celebrated that much. Uh, my birthday is not really celebrated that much. My achievements are not really celebrated that much. And it's like, because of that, it always pushes me to move to the next thing. Like, I will do something huge. Guys, I will do the craziest thing. I will shake the internet. I will come up with the craziest concept. I'll start a new podcast like this and I'll do well. But like, I do not congratulate myself because I'm like, bro, we need to keep it going. We need to keep it flowing, just like the water. You get me? So it's like, I've never really celebrated. And I still struggle with I still struggle with celebrating now. I just wondered, do you guys celebrate? Are you guys celebrating anything? Are you guys, like, you know, talking about, are you guys happy? Hey, but it's not, like, it's not the topic right now, but, like, I'm really curious, like, how do you guys tackle celebrating your achievements? How long do you celebrate for? Why do you celebrate? And how does it feel to celebrate? But anyway, now it's time for school uniform, and growing up, I was that huge, massive kid. Like, my mom hated buying me school uniform. She was just there, like, yo, I'll do label first, then I'll do shield because that's fast, and then I'll dedicate a whole... Two, three days, Tato. So Tato, we buy a school uniform. We're fitting for three, four hours because my man's is s- slim thick. <laughs> I'm slim thick <laughs> at the time. So now we have to fit three hours. Eventually, we're fitting and we're fitting. And then eventually, we have to go tailor the clothes because the clothes, the clothes are huge and then they're too long. So now we take them for tailoring. And then my mom's there like, Tato, don't gain weight buying the uniform in December or November so we can do it next year, Jan. Don't gain December weight. What do I do? I gain December weight because there's no more sports and stuff. So I used to hate going to go buy a school uniform, but it was like obviously really important to my parents and to my high school because it was kind of important. But anyway, one thing I loved about my school uniform was my blazer. My blazer was my best friend. My blazer had everything that I needed. I'm talking about sour jelly beans in the left pocket. I'm talking about it was my savior and my armor to protect me from how I looked at my weight. Like, when I wore my blazer, I felt like no one could see how I looked. I felt so protected and I was so happy. So, one thing I loved about my uniform was my blazer. And, damn, the blazer, yeah, it made so much sense, bro. Like, I, it just had everything. Um, but, yeah, going to this high school was not as bad as entering primary school like the previous episode, uh, so in primary school, I made a whole bunch of friends. I made like maybe like six, seven really good friends. Maybe like four of them were coming to the same high school as me. So when we were going to the high school, they're like, yeah, bro. I think his name was Byron or something like that or Tyler or something like that. we like, yo, Tyron, bro, Byron, bro. We're going to the school. We're going to have each other. We're going to be so good. They're like, yeah, bro. They've got basketball. They've got rugby. We've got music. We've got drama. It's going to be such a good time. We shouldn't be stressing. And We didn't stress. Until the first day of school, these brothers literally decided to ditch me, bro. Like, the first day of school, I'm there like, yeah, where my boys at? I see my boys in the line. They're talking to these other kids. Mind you, I can't find other black kids. These kids are all white, but I can't find black kids. I'm suffering. I'm struggling. I eventually identify black kids. But these black kids all know each other, bro. So I'm just there like, yo, my way, what am I gonna do? So now I'm just there like, yo, my friends that I'm meant to do this high school with, that meant to help me with how I feel, don't have my back. So I literally had to start high school again afresh. But luckily... This time, uh, most people, I could say maybe 70% of the people that go to high school in grade 8 are new. 30% of them were in primary school, but then a lot of us were new. So at least we're all new, so we're all going to the same thing. Unlike episode 1, where I went into the primary school in the last year of the primary school. So that felt a little bit better. But I stuck out like a sore thumb. Guys, do you understand how it feels like, let's say there's 100 people in the school. I was maybe... One of seven black kids, bro. Obviously, there's way more people. I'm just giving you, like, a racial thing. So, black people were literally a, minor- a, minor- a minority. Minority. <laughs> and I suck at like I thought that, man. It was, it was not good, man. I was the only black person in my school. Uh, I was only black person in my homeroom class for three years. Three years. Homeroom. The class you are in the most. You're the only black guy. Which is why I lost so much on culture, bro. And... Like I said, guys, it explains why I sound like this. But as much as I, as much as I was alone, the school had so many activities which forced you to like be social in and out of class. Like I played rugby, I played basketball, I tried hockey, and sports wasn't my thing. Like I hated running. I was a big kid, I was overweight, we did athletics, we did soccer, swimming, water polo, everything. But I literally shut away from sports because I wasn't comfortable with running and like my weight moving up and down, and people looking at me. People used to like grab my stomach and grab my chest and just like make fun of me. So I. I shied away from doing those things. that would always be sick or diarrhea or I'd, I'd fake a sprained ankle because I was just so, like, you know, anti-being bullied. But one thing that I loved with all of me was music. Like, I used to play piano when I was, like, grade one or grade two, but I dropped it quickly because, like, I was playing after school and after school everyone was playing gym break. And I was like, what? I want to play gym break. So I dropped piano. But literally in, like, grade eight, I picked up piano again. Did it from grade eight to matric. And then in grade 10, you have to choose like what subjects you want to choose. I chose math, I chose physics, I chose uh, music, and I chose accounting. So music was a big part of me. And throughout my high school career, I actually ended up becoming the head of music, which is really cool. And I think that's what really inspired like my creative journey. And just me being a creative. Because like with music, you're literally you're learning something. You're learning how to read music. You're learning how to play music. You're learning the history of music. You're embodying your mind, body, and soul into this into these sounds and eventually you end up making your own type of music so I, that was the first time where i was creating something myself like now i create stories i create videos i speak i create like short forms. but then that was the first time i was getting to create um something for the first time but yeah bro in high school like as much I as mean, my friend dish me i was like you know what i'm not gonna be sad i'm not gonna be depressed i'm gonna literally try and make friends this time so i made friends with the weird kids uh, they were bullied here and there, but they had such good hearts. Like, they didn't come from this rich re- European homes. got the kids. Their parents were like mine. Like my, Their parents were like mine. Their, their parents worked hard. They put in education. Their parents were like, you know what, you're here to, to impact, to, to, to be different. You're the minority, but it's time for the minority to become the majority. So all of us had the same, like, upbringing, but there was still weird. But I had a friend who was obsessed with masturbation. This blew every day after, like, Every morning after a new day, he'd come with like pictures, like yo, bro, look at how much tissue I used this time when I was like doing my thing, and we'd be like, bro, what are you saying, bro? He'd be like, yo, guys, if you you know what porn is, I like, check out this thing, this is new, and we'd just be there like, bro, what are you actually doing? What is happening? And that was really, really like you know weird. But then I had those types of friends. Another friend of mine was quiet. He literally only laughed, unless and only spoken and spoken to, and he only spoke when he was speaking about Pokemon. He was like a young like Indian boy. He was really cool. Uh good friend of mine in the first grade, eight, nine, like the first three years of high school, man. Really missed the guy. Then I had a friend who was obsessed with girls. His name was Andrew. Andrew, I hope you're watching this, bro. <laughs> Andrew was so obsessed with, with girls, guys. He literally, <laughs> he would try to get with a girl every, every week. He was like, always talking to girls. If anything, this guy didn't actually know how to speak to girls. He'd give me his phone during class and be like, yo, bro, I'm talking to this girl and his Natasha. And she likes X, Y. And ZX, can you please chop to her for me? Like, I really think that, like, Natasha and I could get along. But you're smooth with girls. So I'd literally grab Andrew's phone, literally speak to these girls for him. Like, I was literally the guy who you'd give the phone to. Uh But, yeah, because I made friends with Andrew and the other guys, I wasn't that random new black kid anymore uh, in their eyes. I was Tato. Tato who likes gaming. Tato who plays Skyrim. Tato who can speak to girls. Tato who's just a cool brew from Limpopo who's living in Joburg and he lives in the same area as us and he's a cool guy who likes gaming. So we used to play games together boy each other games and it was it was a really good time but as the years went obviously you you gain friends you lose friends and from about grade 11 to the present which is right now i've had the same two best friends uh, manny and aiden uh who i met like maybe halfway during high school but we'll speak about those in other episodes like those are my two friends and we've gone through a lot of different things i know this podcast and this whole thing is meant to be in like chronological order but i think i will come back to high school moments like in episode 9 and 10, where I feel like, okay, cool, it's time for, like, a throwback episode. So I've got so many stories with Aiden, so many stories with Manny, and I'm going for you guys to hear them. But in high school, I was very vigilant. Ah, I was in that primary school. I was smart at this time. I said, I know all these different social groups, and I'm going to look at them and understand all of them. So because I was so vigilant, as the years went, I knew all the different groups of people, and I knew how to be around most of them. So, I mean, some kids were had a snacks, but I knew girls and most of their girlfriends, so they had to accept me, you get me? So, for some reason, I really got along with girls. Like, girls and me were like, what's a good, what's a good, what's a good. Girls and me were like water and Oros. They banged. They banged together. So, I was that cute, chubby black guy that everyone thought was kind of chill. So, like, I didn't go for the girls. The girls pretty much all friend-zoned me. But uh, I still spoke to them, and I would bring my guy friends into spaces with girls. So, that's why guys liked me. Like, yo, you know Tato, he's he's a plug with girls, like he knows Danny, he knows, you know, he knows Sabrina and them, like, he knows, he knows Rebecca and Chantal and them, so I was, like, the plug for girls, so guys would kind of, I was the duff, I was the, I was the designated, ugly, fat friend who was literally there to bring the girls so that my pretty friends could get the girls, that's what I was, and, yeah, man, I found out late, I think it was going to trick some girls, like, you know what, you all told them, like, what? like, you're a duff, I was like, ha, 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 Got home, Googled what a duff was. I cried for like a week. But yeah, um, like I had a crush, man, like in grade 10 to 12. And I actually like pursued the girl. Uh, But that's a different story. Like it was from grade 10 to 12 or like grade 9 to 12, like three years. I had a crush on this one girl. And we actually, it's a a dope story. It's going to be its own episode. I think I might start the university uh, episode like that. Uh, But yeah, man, she was literally the love of my life in high school. I would look at her and shake and be shy, but I was able to speak to her. I would tell all her friends how I liked her, but I'd never tell her. So I think it was pretty obvious that I liked this girl. And she knew that I liked her, but then, because I wasn't telling her directly, because I was those guys, she was just like, you know what? Okay. (laughs) And it never really materialized to anything. In high school, though. So now in high school, guys, eventually, I stopped being shy, man. I went on one, guys, I've been on one date in high school one and i'll never forget this day because that's when i knew that i was a wack bro it was around grade 10 and there was this girl in my primary school who was who i was like obsessed with and she, she was really like cute she was she was she she defined my type in a woman she was short she had like you know it sounds so weird me describing a high school girl right now or primary school girl or high school girl but i obviously have seen her recently but she's short like you know she's got the things i like in a woman i won't be too descriptive <laughs> but she has the things i like in a woman so what i did is i was like yo let's call her P. I was like, yo, P, listen up, mama. Uh it's like Grand Grade 10. i like, yo, hit up on Facebook, like, yo, listen, poke, poke. Listen, like, do you remember me? She's like, yeah, of course I remember you, Tato. We were in the same class. What do you mean? I'm like, bro, I'm actually trying to make friends and I miss you so much. I take you out on a date. She goes, what a date? You wanna take me on i d I'm like, yeah, I'll take you on a date. Because obviously I could speak to girls on WhatsApp and Facebook and mix it, but in real life I struggle. So then on Facebook I'm fusing, I'm saying, you like, you've actually been so beautiful. Your sense of style is amazing. Your smile makes my day. The way I look into your eyes, it feels like the moon and the sun and the sky is coming down into my heart. Like, I was just spitting, spitting, spitting. She's like, you know what, let's go to the movies. I'd love to go to the movies with you. But you know, back in the day, to go to the movies, you had to plan, my um, uh, two weeks in advance. You had to give your parents 10 working days. So I was like, "Yo, mama, listen, I want to go to the movies with one of my boys. Is it okay? And she said, no, obviously. But I had a strategy in high, in high school. You ask them, they say no, Two days later, you say, hey, you I know asked you about that thing? They say no. Ask them again after three days. Then eventually, they're like, fuck, man. Let's just let this kid go to this damn uh, thing. And then let me go. So now I'm there like, yo, I have a date in three days, guys. I have a date. Let's go, guys. I watched twice the day before. I watched twice in the morning. Before I left, I watched again. So I think I watched five times in total of 24 hours. I brushed my teeth four times. Like, I brushed my teeth in the morning. I brushed my teeth an hour later. I brushed my tongue for 30 minutes. I brushed my teeth again. Then I watched videos on how to kiss a girl for a good two hours. I was like, okay, cool. I was there with my hand. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's how you kiss a girl. I'm watching videos on how to flirt. I'm watching videos on how to make the first move. I I think it was the time where there was like first base, second base, and third base. And I was just so excited. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a date. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> when it's time for the date, she's there. She gets to the mall. I get to the mall. I'm like, yo, what's up? Nice to see you, P. She goes, oh, what's up? Nice to see you too, T. We're talking. Obviously, I can talk to a girl. We're catching up. It's good. It's nice. But now, I feel like I'm on a friendship date. Because I'm not like... I'm not saying you look beautiful like I do on the phone anymore. I'm not complimenting her. I'm not saying wow, your hair. I'm not saying it's nice. I'm like, I'm just there, like, hi, dude. How you been? It's like, it's So I see. I'm just a weird little 14 year old boy who has absolutely no game. So I will go to the movie. She picks the movie. Obviously, I paid. Guys, that's the first time my dad gave me cash. for it. My dad gave me like 200 rand for it. And that was a lot of money back in the day. This was like 2012. My dad gave me 200 rand, and I think my mom gave me 150, like, to top up, just in case. But they said, come back with the receipts and slips. And, guys, I pay for the days. I'm like, what well, you want popcorn? you want salt? I'm you want sour cream? You want the lightly salt? Tell me what you want. I got it for you. And she was like, you know what? Okay, cool. So I still have my personality that I have now, and she was kind of, like, laughing here and there. And I was paying, and the way getting to to the movie, okay, cool. We're going to watch the movie 10 minutes. Then I'm going to put my hand on her thigh. And I'm gonna do the move thing when you know when you lift up the hand, you put it over the shoulder, you bring it closer. Ah, none of those things that I planned worked. Literally nothing, guys. I literally sent the movie. I ate popcorn. My dumb ass bought salt and vinegar. Who buys salt and vinegar popcorn when you go on a date? You meant to shy a within the next thirty minutes. That smell like vinegar and salt. She was smart. She bought like lightly salted. I I didn't watch the video about how to spice your popcorn before it. I wish I watched that video. But now we're there watching the movie, and then eventually I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, what? let me actually like hold her hand." So I hold her hand, and she lets me hold her hand back there. I'm just there like, "Yeah, we did it." Uh, that's all I did the entire movie. Then I'm like, "You know what, Okay, The movie's ending. When the lights just before the lights go off, let me say a quick lamza, a quick kiss on the cheek, guys." As I'm leaning in, guys, she looks at me. and She's like, "Okay," uh, she's she's leaning in. She leans into. The lights go on. Then I go, I literally go, fuck. <laughs> and she looks at me like, what's wrong? Then I'm like, nothing, nothing. It's just, let's go. Uh. And then I literally walked her to the exit and then she left. You know what I did? You know who I was, guys? I was those guys that literally were like, how would you have felt if I kissed you? Yo, I wish I kissed you. Yo, you actually look so good. I wish I actually made, I was those guys. And I she was just like, bro, why didn't you just do it if you wanted to do it? Like, what are you so scared of? And I was just like, bro, I'm new to girls. I'm scared of you. I'm scared of you. I didn't go on a date for the rest of high school. I told myself, you know what? I will speak to girls when I am prepared and I have easy access to them. So literally, grade eleven, grade twelve, I didn't speak to girls. I had so many crushes. I didn't kiss girls. I, I, I think I actually only kissed one girl throughout high school. One, maybe two, maybe like somewhere at my grand's place. I think I was at my grand's once and I, I kissed some. Maybe two girls. From the age of 12 to the age of 17, one peck on the cheek, which is crazy. was not a joke. That was my last day in high school because what was that? Uh, But high school was so eventful. Like, I said, so many of your stories I will have to speak about in the future. But, yeah, one thing that I really experienced was the racism. And I thought, you know, the whole time I've been talking on this podcast, I've been like, yo, you know what, don't speak about the racism. Don't speak about what you went through. But I feel like I owe it to my younger self and to anybody listening to this in high school or in university or in any working space and they're going through a sort of uh, racism. So I'm going to tell my story about this. But hey, I just want to give a little bit of a trigger warning uh, because I know when people speak about these types of things, they kind of put me in a bad mood. So if you went through racism in high school, trigger warning to you, yeah, this might not be the best thing to hear. It might just remind you of your experience. But yeah. Throughout high school, in my whole room class, like I said, only black guy in my, in my class. And one thing that they would always do is call me any other name besides my name. So, like, I had this, this these guys. I won't say their names. Shane. These guys uh, who I actually called out in university, but they would call me Tabo, Jabulani, Sipo, Simpiwe, Tepo, Chepo. Like, any black name they could think of and I would literally always respond, because in my mind, I didn't know that it was racist. It was all that I knew. So imagine you're there, someone's calling your name that's not yours. Because they're saying, when I think about it now, I won't even get into it too much, because damn, it was crazy. But there was this word that they would use, which is pretty much very similar to the K-word, in the way they were saying it, and the word was Abed. So there were these like buff guys in high school, and they would like be like, hey, Abed, hey, Abed, 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 Abed. And it's basically equivalent to the K-word. So... That one I addressed in like grade nine because I would see them feeling guilty about using the word. You know, it's one thing. It's like when people call me Chepo or Tawa and they're laughing and I'm like, okay, cool. They, they don't even think it's that deep. So surely it can't be that deep. But with here, they'll call me an Abbot and other guys would be like, bro, you can't call him that. You can't say that. So I didn't even know what an Abbot meant, bro. But I think in grade 10, grade nine, I, I got a bit angry and they kind of saw that, okay, cool, this guy's starting to retaliate. So let's actually chill with the word. I'd rather say it behind his back, and I've. They did it. They did it throughout high school, but yeah, that was that was one thing that sucked, bro. Because I was constantly reminded I was different, bro. Kids would even say, "You honor those other black guys." Like, you the one thing about you, bro, you're so clean, you're educated, you're focused. Like your parents actually work hard. They're not lazy bums on the streets or lazy cleaners and gardeners. And I, I would literally like laugh, because it's all that I knew, bro. And I wish that I wasn't all that I knew. Um, I didn't know these people were literally swearing at my grandparents, they were swearing at my uncles, they were swearing at my, my friends, they were swearing at my my family, and I didn't even get it because for me it's like, you know what, everyone is saying this, you're alone, this is how life is like. It wasn't even a thing of like I was educated and I knew what racism looked like in high school or I knew what being discriminated upon looks like. I didn't know what it looked like. Everything I was going through was what I was going through for the first time. I went to Limpopo, changed in grade 7, grade 8, 9, 10. This is how everyone in this area is like. You call black people abbots. There are all better black people than other black peoples. Uh, you can call a black person any name. And for me, it was never like, okay, cool, this is so mean. It's like, oh, okay, this is how it's like. This is what we do. And my biggest regret in high school was not speaking up when I could. Uh, being too scared to voice my opinion because I would be outcast was my biggest thing. I still live with that feeling today that I, like, I... I disappointed myself and other black kids because i could have done so much more i could have tried to start like policies or speak to teachers or do things that would make other black kids in these white spaces feel safe but i just stood there bro and i just watched bro and it's like it sucked even more because i wasn't even close with the other couple of black guys in the school even them like even they used to bully me bro like they bullied me for my weight and you know like i don't know if you guys know like black boys that are young it's like there's a team leader and there's the rest. And everyone tries to suck up to the team leader. And everyone tries to be funny by bullying Tato or by bullying this guy. Or if you're not good at basketball, if you're not good at soccer, if you're not good at this thing, you're, you're different, you're weird. So I couldn't even hang out with other black kids because when I would, they would bully me. They'd bully me for my man boobs. They'd bully me for being a big guy. They'd bully me for how I look. They'd just bully me for just me being me. So obviously, I wouldn't feel safe in those spaces. And obviously, I couldn't experience the racism alongside them. And maybe speak with them and do something about it. So most of high school was quite out, are like outcasted. But one thing I really want to do like next year is like do things. And I don't know it's not that deep, but like I want to start policies and start things that make schools more racially friendly. Like yes, you can say we well, allow black kids and we well, allow, but do what? How are the kids actually like educated upon what is racism, what is acceptable, what is not ac- acceptable? Obviously now due to social media, like the kids know, like I've seen like I think it happened last year, the Pretoria Girls, um Pretoria Girls, they did some stuff where they were like protesting and saying, Nah, we're tired of being told that we can't be black, We're tired of all these policies that prevent us from being black or being ourselves, but Bo Rebecca and Lebo Chantal are promoted to be white. So definitely that's something I want to touch on next year. And yeah, man. So for this episode, uh, you know we've got this thing where I say hi hey, to tell a guy and it's like basically I'll start a segment in the future where I have a show called Tell a Guy but for now I want to end of each episode or each podcast with me telling a guy something so this episode of Tell a Guy my brother if you see something is wrong please don't just see it or feel it do something about it speak up don't be like little Tato who was going through racism and he could have he had a feeling and deep inside that like yo this is wrong but he just kept quiet just to fit in just to be normal my brother speak up because it's up to us to create change in our communities we have to help the men and the women that are already doing it. We have to help people see what wrong is. It's up to us to stop turning to the side and like looking a blind eye. I don't know what the, what the saying is, <laughs> but it's up to us to do something. It's up to us to not be afraid to speak up and up to us to actually try and make change. So, it was your boy, Menemi, YouTube. And the guys that are watching, it's up to us to speak up. So, ladies watching, I love you guys. You guys are the majority. I know I always say, hey, hey, tell a guy. But I know women are constantly working towards great things. And you guys are always trying to access information and speak up. But one thing about men, we struggle to speak because we want to be a part of something. So the women that are watching, 80% of you, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. You guys are my core audience, and I appreciate you. But it's up to me, one of the few male podcasters, to use my platform to try speak to a guy and tell a guy. So as you're listening to this, please head over to Twitter. Hashtag, C Hashtag, tell Whatever you felt like you learned from the podcast, let's communicate it on Twitter even in the comment section down below on YT, if, you always, if you're listening on, on YouTube. And if you listen to the podcast and you enjoyed it, if you want to give us three stars, give us five stars. But tell us why you want to give us three stars. I appreciate you guys. This was fun. Episode two. I'm sorry about how I sounded, man. Like this this room, the aircon is crazy. So the whole time, my nose has been sniffy and stuff. For the next episode, now that I'm about to shoot, I'm going to try and get this aircon off. But I love you guys. I'm on YouTube. Episode two, we did it. We're doing it. Big and better. I love you guys. Let's go. Bless.